Searching for a new home? Make todayshomebc.com your online home base. With easy-to-search listings and connections to local realtors, everything you need is under one roof. Powered by Black Press Media, you can search hundreds of local listings all in one place. Access the top real estate professionals to help you find the perfect home today at todayshomebc.com. Welcome to PQ Beat, a podcast of the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Philip Wolf, editor of the PQB News and Vancouver Island Daily. The Aerosmith Search and Rescue Group makes news year-round with their outstanding work. Recently, they helped evacuate some residents from their homes during substantial flooding that plagued much of B.C. Here to talk about their efforts, we welcome back Ken Needon and Ken Peters. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having us. Good to see you this morning. When we talked in early January, you'd just completed a harrowing rescue, saving a man from the frigid waters of the Little Qualicum River. Was that the most intense rescue of the year, or were there any others that came close? That was the most intense rescue in my 47 years of search and rescue, <laughs> actually. That was everything culminated in that, and it had a good outcome, which made it even better. We have had a number of more technical rescues, uh, rope rescues, a number, quite a number of medical, technical evacuations, but uh, not, nothing anywhere near that intense, fortunately. Yeah, some of the other rescues we've done this year were of people who were in danger, for sure, but not in the same urgent sense that the fellow on the log in the river was. He was severely hypothermic, and he really didn't have much longer got him out. Most recently, you were involved, as mentioned, in evacuating residents from their homes after the recent floods. What's the basic protocol for your group in terms of situations like that? How does the call go out? Our first priority is the safety of our members, of the people going in. If it's safe for them to go in, what hazards are in there? Go in and assess what the needs of the residents are, what, who may be in immediate danger, who's okay, and kind of do a bit of a triage and go from there. And if, if necessary, we start evacuating and decide, can we take them out by boat, helicopter, or what needs to be done? There's a lot of decisions to be made as we go through. But again, the, the safety of our rescuers is the, uh, the first priority. That kind of work is done by one of our specialty teams, the Swift Water Rescue Team. So we have members who are certified to do that kind of work. So we would put them in and the other members would be standing by to assist as required. With the flooding on Martindale Road there in Parksville, we, PQB News, had a great shot of a rescue in a boat with a family and their dog in a blanket. Do you have any type of interesting stories like that where you you made kind of off-the-wall rescues? We do at times, like a dog falls on the cliff or or whatever. We We have done animal rescues. One of the reasons we do it, apart from the fact that we like animals, is that we don't want uh, members of the public putting themselves in danger to rescue their dog. Dogs are not as good around cliff faces as you might expect. People really need to be careful when they're out in our parks, in areas that have cliffs or other kinds of of hazards with their dogs. Can you remind us how many calls you go out on during a, a given year and kind of reiterate the varied scope of those calls? The average, I think, now is somewhere around 40 calls. Um, I checked our, I ran a report this morning. We've had 44 incidents this year. Uh, that's down, I think it was in the neighborhood of 63 last year was our busiest ever. But we average around in the 40s, and that's about where we're at now. And they vary from, like, lost hikers, people with dementia, somebody injured. We've, we've, and, again, we've had quite a number of medical and technical rescues this year that we've had to deal with. 
In the past, uh, when I first joined, which was seven years ago, most of our tasks had a big search component for lost people. The last couple of years, we've really trended towards more technical or medical rescues. For some reason, it just seems to be uh, getting more that way. So we, we have more involvement with rope rescue or swift water rescue, helicopter rescue, that sort of thing. Can we get an update on your new operations center? How have things been going with that? How much work remains to be done? And how can people help with fundraising? It's come along very nicely. And because our fundraising committee has worked very well and the community support has, has been outstanding, we've actually been able to progress further than where we initially planned. We had initially looked at the upstairs not being finished and working at that down the road. And now we've done substantial work up there. As funds become available, that sort of thing, we're looking at finishing the kitchen area. There's a bit of flooring to go downstairs. We are wired to eventually have a backup generator down the road and things like paving the parking lot, which isn't really high on the priority list. Depending on funds available, we'll get to work on that. But it's coming along really well, and the community support on that has been just outstanding. We definitely appreciate it. We've taken a step back from the fundraising in December since the flooding The committee had planned a fairly large uh, year-end fundraising event, and due to the flooding in BC, we've sort of stepped back. There's more urgent things out there that people can donate to. In the new year, the committee will start up again. And how can people donate if they so choose? Well, we do have a web-based donation system on our website, aerosmithsar.ca, so they can go there and click on the donate button. That's probably the easiest way to do that. Buying a home is an important milestone. Find the right realtor and the right listings for your needs at todayshomebc.com. Powered by Black Press Media. With easy-to-use search filters and direct links to realtors and their websites, you'll get all the information you need to find your perfect home. Search hundreds of local listings and get access to the top real estate professionals to help you find your perfect property. Get started now at todayshomebc.com. You're often updating your various social media accounts with details of training exercises. How often are you training and why is that so important? As Ken mentioned at the start, safety is paramount and training is critical to safety, particularly with the disciplines of rope rescue and swift water rescue, but also just uh, general ground search and rescue. There's also a very wide variety of skills that our members have to have, uh, navigation, communication, first aid, various other things like that. Uh, moving stretchers in a coordinated way. So there's a large number of skills involved, and those skills are perishable. If you don't practice, you lose it. So it's very important that we train on a consistent basis. Ken and I are both on the rope team, and uh, that's one thing that you really have to, as I said, it's very perishable. You have to work at quite a bit. Uh, We've actually been able this year to certify, uh, Ken included, uh, five members at the rope Tech 1 and Tech 2 level which is really good. And part of that, preparing for that, even, even with COVID uh, shutting us down for like a couple months earlier in the year, our rope team alone has put in 1,500 hours of training to bring the skills up. And they're practicing like once a week, going through the, all the different skills that are necessary and again, practicing it so that when we go on task, it's all second nature, tying knots, setting up systems, that kind of thing. Total training hours, including everything, we're at 5,600 hours so far for this year. So we put a lot of time in, and it is critical to keep up the skills that are needed. Even in search management, we do a lot more with computers and everything now. When I started, it was all sort of maps on the hood of somebody's truck. And now in our command vehicle, we have a computer network set up where we can plan and we can actually plot. If the members are in cell range, 
Uh, we can track them live. We can plot the information comes available that where a subject is. We can actually plot it on the map, and they can see it on their phones. The technology is a tremendous benefit. Again, you have to practice it and use it for it to work properly. There's another factor I'd just like to mention, and that is there are, I think, 78 different search and rescue groups in British Columbia. We're all trained to the same standards, and what that means is if we get called on to work together, we know what to expect of the other members, and they know what to expect of us. So it's very important that we all are on the same page with our training as well. Recently, we had on Aaron Dawson, who's the Emergency Program Coordinator for the City of Parksville. How closely does your group work with the city and the town of Qualicum Beach? Well, for instance, with the flooding at, uh, at Martindale here, Aaron was quite close to where, to where we were set up physically, and we were in constant communication. Uh, he was talking with the RDN and any logistical support, anything like that. Basically, it set up like a unified command back at the base. We are in communication with them at different times over the year in preparation. But uh, where we really work directly with them is in civil emergencies like flooding. Do you believe people are adequately prepared in general in case of an emergency? It's always possible to be better prepared. In general, I would guess that people could definitely do a better job than they do, myself included. You know, if we ever have a major earthquake here, we could be cut off from the rest of British Columbia for some time. and We really should all be ready for that. Discover what's happening around our province with todayinbc.com. Sign up today to get the latest news right to your inbox and never miss the news that's important to you and your family. From community news in your neighborhood to what's happening in our province, your source for daily news is todayinbc.com. Once again, how important are volunteers to your group and how might someone who's interested reach out to you to potentially join? Volunteers are absolutely critical to everything we do. We have what we call our support team that deals with logistics and that, and the different search management team that runs the operations, team leaders. Uh, we need people in all those positions, fundraising and going along. So, And it's a constant thing every couple of years, or depending on sometimes every year, we do bring new members in for ground search and rescue. We are looking at bringing in what we call members in training, or MIT, so that there will be information on our website probably sometime in January. People are interested, and keep an eye at aerosmithsar.ca, and there will be information coming out early in the new year. And there will be information on our Facebook page as well. How rewarding does it continue to be to know the impact that you have on people's lives here in PQB? I would say it's extremely rewarding. There, I mean, there's times like when we leave on calls, you are sacrificing family time, that, that kind of thing. You, you may have made plans that suddenly get dropped. But knowing you have the skills and are able to help people in sometimes it's the worst day of their lives, it, it's very rewarding to be able to, to do everything you can for that. Yeah, we train and train and train, and then one day you get a call and you go out and you, you never know what to expect, and, and it turns out that you're going to save somebody's life. That's amazing. What's it like in that moment with the reactions of, of the people that you're rescuing and, you know, yourselves and, and your colleagues? For me, pulling off a rescue is always a sense of accomplishment and also relief because you're going into a situation where things can go wrong. And if you get out of it with nothing going wrong and everything's gone according to your training, that's a great feeling. There's also the influence of seeing people's families and the effect that the rescue is having on them. That can be very emotional at times. So we have to deal with the emotional aspect of it as well. We try to be as focused and professional as, as much as possible in that. 
Sometimes there are uh, after effects. People talk about post-traumatic stress, that kind of thing. We do have in search and rescue, the BC Search and Rescue Association has a, called a SISM group, Critical Incident Stress Management. It's peer counseling. Somebody's having to do with situations and it doesn't even have to be like a bad call. Sometimes if people may perceive things that were dangerous that could go bad and try not to think what if too much. You just want to take it and learn from it. But it will sometimes people, it will be a, a problem for them. There is that mechanism set up that they can talk to somebody to appear about it. And if necessary, get more help as needed. All right, gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. Yeah, thanks a lot. That's this edition of PQ Beat, produced by the Parksville Qualicum Beach News. Thank you for joining us. If you have suggestions for topics or guests, we would like to hear from you. You'll find our contact information on our website, pqbnews.com. CanadianEvergreen.com is your trusted news source for all things green, offering up-to-date news and stories from Canada's booming cannabis industry. Content you can trust from Black Press Media.